campuses had you know hundreds if not thousands of people uh, out in support of the event um and i mean it just it just shows that a lot of people are upset um i mean students don't want the, their tuition to increase i mean that's going to that's going to uh, force a lot of students to uh, yeah. possibly not graduate um i mean workers are lo- are losing their jobs um and this is going to affect you know hundreds of families uh professors are losing their jobs or being furloughed <clears throat> so I, I think uh all of us are hurting and so this is a, a response to the mismanagement of the way this university should be running yeah i mean i i think one of the things that was uh, a pleasant surprise was was the number of of folks who came out yeah. uh we estimated that at any given time at that noon rally there was slightly over 700 uh students and faculty and worker um uh probably more uh, but uh you know it's uh, the estimate was between 700 and 800 um, and I, th- I think it, it does reflect a changing mood here at mm-hmm. UCI and on other UC campuses um, that there is a that there is a, a, a sense that we're all hurting uh, in different ways, but that the source is the same. That we're seeing these uh, attempts to lay off workers, to furlough faculty, to um, to raise fees for students, in a sense to change the very uh, uh, structure of our uh, public institution. Uh, and that the response, I think, was vocal. It was um, mm-hmm. it was direct, and it it it, it showed um, that there is strong opposition to this trend coming from from the top. Uh, that was Dennis Lopez, and uh, earlier was uh, Raúl Pérez uh, from the Student Worker Worker Student Alliance at UC Irvine. Um, we're on Sylvester Show here on KCI eighty-eight point nine FM in Irvine. The opinions expressed on the show are not necessarily those of the regents of University of California nor the management of KUCI. Yeah, I was struck when I was listening to the speakers, uh, especially by the uh, by the uh, worker who was laid off, and that really struck because I think people never hear from people that are laid off. They they're forced out, and then you know you don't hear from them, and so that brought it home that it was not just him but also his family. And it, you know, if, when you lay off one person, it uh, affects a lot of people. And at the teaching that evening, there was also another worker who spoke about how it does affect everybody's families. And so that was, uh, I think, uh, something that is, I think, uh, struck a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, did, yeah. Well, I, I think that was another positive um, aspect of the day that it did provide a forum for a number of, of different voices. Uh, to 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 come out and yeah. to and to and to speak on the way that um, these uh, these cuts uh, in education and and local cuts here at the university are affecting them and I, I think you're right that workers on this campus because I think of the very the very way the the university is is run um, are usually somewhat invisible to the student body. Uh, to the faculty, to uh, even to administrators, even though they're very much aware of how important uh, the workers are, they're treated as invisible. And uh, that was one of the positive, uh, one more of the positive things that that we were very consciously trying to to make sure happen. That you know the voices of of these workers, both the custodians and the landscapers, um, which are the two groups that at this point are are directly affected with with layoffs and possible layoffs for the custodians. Um, that we made sure that their story w- was heard, uh, and I think it, I think it also made very clear this idea of a worker 
student-teacher alliance because it really goes back to this issue of solidarity on, on what's happening on our campuses uh, at this point, that uh, uh, we are all, in a sense, being attacked in different ways, uh, but the point is we're all being attacked, and yeah. only through building this solidarity are we, are we going to be able to fight back effectively. On the layoffs, uh, since the, some of the, the custodians or janitors are in, um, working for outsource uh, companies, is there any recourse to appealing it or any kind of uh, process they can appeal a layoff? Um, there's no there's no legal recourse to to appeal the layoff. Um, they are even though they are outsourced, they are they do have union representation. Um, they're 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 not with AFSCME, but they're with SEIU. Um, so I know one of the things that they are doing is organizing um, different events yeah. to uh, try to mobilize the, among themselves the workers themselves to uh, resist these layoffs. Um, but also to try to gain the support of students uh, yeah. and faculty on the campus. And in a sense, I mean, that's the real recourse that workers have in these situations is to organize themselves and to uh, fight back. It's it's the recourse that we have facing yeah. these cutbacks as well. Um, I mean, I, yeah. I think that there's been a lot of support from students. Um, as, as far as getting this information out to students, uh, students on, on this campus have been re- very responsive. I mean, we we uh, had a petition uh, that highlighted what the um, uh, the new budget, uh, how it was going to affect different people. And so not only was it going to increase student tuition, but there was going to be a lot of layoffs. Uh, and, and students were really concerned and responsive. And uh, just in, uh, in a matter of two days, we got almost 1,000 signatures by students on this campus to sign on to this petition wow. uh, to, uh, you know, to not increase their tuition and also... Um, to not fire uh, a lot of these families, so the the, the response from students uh, we think ha- has been has been really good, um, and there was also an action this Friday, uh, right. w- this with past the, Friday, this yeah. past Friday, yes, uh, w- with um, um, workers from the campus, uh, SEIU brought uh, workers from from uh, from other uh, cities, uh, and there were many students out out there as well mm. who were supportive of this event. Um, a lot of the students. Uh, uh, came and asked whether or not this was an extension of, of what, what happened at the walkout. And uh, there were students who would come in and, and, and participate in the rally and then ask more questions about what's going okay. on. So there is concern about the students. So this, uh, even though they're being affected with tuition hikes, uh, I, th- I think a lot of students aren't just so self-interested that yeah. it's only affecting them, but they see this as yeah. a wider problem. Yeah, one of the consequences, of course, with the layoffs is that one of the AFSCME uh, workers spoke at the teaching as well as at the rally and mentioned that um, they're cleaning the departmental offices uh, three times a year and uh, once a week for the labs, which is pretty dangerous because labs have chemicals and all sorts of uh, hazardous materials. So, um, you know, you could cut, uh, UDOF was asked in the new U. This morning, there's an article by some of the student media interviewed him, and he, he said he's already cut his salary twice. Uh, what do you want me to do, he says. <laughs> but, you know, 10% of his salary could pay for probably a couple of workers. Yeah. Um, do you, do, did you, what do you think of the teaching? The evening there was a teaching that I happened to attend. Um, you know, I was impressed that people were sitting in semicircles and on the floor in the new building of Humanities Gateway, and people were uh, talking about how their rally affected them. And I was impressed that there were actually a lot of science people there, which was something new, I think. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, th- I think the, uh, 
the the events were far-reaching. I mean, e- even though I think a lot of the concentration took place within the humanities and the social sciences, um, I mean, th- th- there, w- there was already talk of walkout, uh, I mean, not only on this campus, but uh, media was even saying that this was going to happen throughout the UC system. So even before uh, anything happened here, uh, I mean, students already knew that something was going to happen. I mean, these are these were freshmen, undergrads, who already yeah. had some idea of, of something happening. Um, so, I mean, it's not surprising that, that even people in the sciences w- w- would, would hear of it, uh, but also we have people from the sciences participate. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's, I mean, that sort of goes against th- this notion that these people, are, I mean, just are sort of separate from the, from the university or, or what's happening mm. on this side of the humanities and the social sciences. I mean, there, there's, <clears throat> they are just as sympathetic and, and, um, and willing to help, just like anybody else. Yeah, yeah. I think well, one of the things that was nice about the the evening teaching was that it, it sort of it provided a more casual mm. uh, space where folks could ch- could share um, how they felt about the the day's events, how they felt about the cutbacks, whether it was uh, personally. I know a number of students spoke about um, sort of their personal hardships mm-hmm. uh, because of the the rising fees and the difficulty in affording. Uh, you know, attend, uh, attending the university here, uh, but graduate students spoke about how it was affecting their departments and their um, their uh, you know uh, enrollment here, uh, and then faculty spoke about how the changes they were seeing being implemented and, and mm-hmm. the negative impact that these changes are having. So, I, I thought it was um, it was productive in in in, in providing the space where. Uh, sort of a lower uh, at a lower key, people could share one on one exactly how things uh, uh, the cutbacks were affecting them and how things were changing. Um, I think in terms of the representation there from uh, you know that we saw the diversity of of folks there, um, I think it does speak to um, you know the 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 impact that uh, september twenty fourth had uh, uh, here at UCI with getting the message out. Uh, you know, uh, immediately the message of the walkout, of needing to participate in this day of action, but also I think in terms of the the issues, yeah. the key issues that um, uh, that are uh, on on the table for all of us, I think, throughout this academic year. I was impressed by one of the graduate students who mentioned that it was not just, you know, that UC. If even if we get UC back to being a public institution, that's not enough. You know, we want to change the course of the education here, so that it really. Uh, works to benefit us, not corporations. Right. Yeah, I mean, w- 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 one thing I, I thought that was, that was really interesting was the fact that, um, I mean, I, I was here as an undergrad, and now I'm here mm-hmm. as a grad student, so I've been here uh, almost seven years, uh, and, and never have I been in a classroom uh, where you have faculty, students, and workers yeah. uh, talking about a, uh, you know, a, a same issue. Yeah, and, you know, sh- yeah. Yeah, sharing experiences and, and, and talking about uh, what they want to see change. Uh, I mean, normally you're in a classroom and, and the professor, the TA, is, is instructing lecturing, yeah. uh, or lecturing uh, the, the undergrads. But here we had actual workers who on this campus uh, often go as invisible. I mean, Never, people don't see yeah. them. There's no interaction. Never heard. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And, 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 and here they were. I mean, everybody was on the same level. Everybody here mm-hmm. is talking about yeah. you know, w- what they did today or what they saw, how they contributed, how they were inspired. Um, I mean, and for me, that was very inspiring. Yeah, and I wanted to share at the at the meeting. I, w- I tried to share the history of resistance in Orange County because I think it's kind of uh, 
I know Time Magazine said this was a pallet uh, campus, uh, some kind of quiet campus. And I think, you know, it's a stereotype, you know. I mean, there's always stuff going on underneath the surface that maybe the mainstream media ignores. And there's always been kind of, there's some kind of resistance over the years, over the hundreds of years, that's uh, hundreds of years that, you know, people have been in California. And so uh, I think that's always also a way to inspire people that, you know, you can actually get outside your own ethnic group and, uh, and uh, you know, work in solidarity with other people to join together. And the group I was in was uh, actually composed of all sorts of ethnicities to fight, you know, police abuse, for instance. And, um, you know, so, I mean, this uh, rally also was, uh, you know, people reaching out. And do you see that it as sustaining? Um, well, we we hope so. I mean, I th- I think as 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 Raul was mentioning at this uh, rally this past Friday, uh, it does seem that uh, among the undergraduates um, and and graduate students, there there is a, uh, a, a an attempt to to continue to participate. This there's still strong faculty support mm-hmm. to or, organize against the cutbacks. Uh, and the Defend UCI Coalition, which is the group um, that worked here on campus, made up of individuals and different student uh, uh, groups on campus, uh, the Defend UCI group is, is still meeting and working to organize uh, oh, future events. We do have some events um, planned that we're, we're trying to get ready uh, for the next couple of weeks. So you know, hopefully uh, folks will keep an eye out for those events. And, and the plan is uh, for those to be more... Um, educational events, that is, uh, teach-ins, uh, uh-huh. uh, and things of that nature, to try to get the, the message out about exactly what's on the table with these cutbacks, what the issues are, uh, and why we need to mobilize against them. Um, and, of course, uh, I assume you know, the, the Regents meeting is, is coming up in November, uh, and they're, they're meeting here in Southern California, uh, and I know that there is, uh, across the, the UC campuses, talks of talk about needing to be present at that meeting and, and voicing our concern about uh, this vote to raise It's in fees. L.A., right? Yeah. It's at UCLA. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, they're, they're, uh, uh, we hope that we can, you know, be there to, to raise our concerns around these issues. There was something on Saturday, uh, this past Saturday? There was, actually. It, uh, it happened that uh, President Udoff was here at UCI uh, on Saturday. Um, it was... Uh, it was kept very low profile, though. It, it was, <laughs> I don't think many people knew he was going to be here on yeah. campus. But um, there was a, a, a picket uh, at the at the student center where where Udoff was holding meetings, and uh, as I understand it, a, a number of of workers and and yeah. students were present there. To, I heard the um, chance. I was talking to somebody on a cell phone and mm-hmm. heard the chance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, apparently, I mean, there were students also from San Diego, from UC San Diego, who came up. Oh, wow. To, to protest um, Yudov's presence here. Um, I mean, I mean, just just one thing I want to say about whether this movement uh, will sustain or can sustain. I mean, I I, I think the reality is uh, that it has to sustain. I mean, everybody, uh, you know, is in particular um, management uh, says that this is only going to get worse. So if it's only going to get worse, I mean that's more reason yeah. for for these kinds of movements to be more widespread, to 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 really look beyond uh, uh, differences and really build a, a broad-based kind of movement because it is affecting a lot of people. So um, if things are only going to get worse, I mean that just means organization needs to be 
a lot more organized. It's a test case in a way. You know, the management is trying to see if they can get away with all these uh, pay cuts and uh, laying off people. And next year, they're going to try to do more. And, and the reality is that it's something that's happening beyond the walls of the UC campus. I For mean, sure. Yeah. Um, when, when, we, when, we, when we speak on this issue of needing to sustain this movement, um, the reality is that um, you know, it's a movement that needs to be built both you know, across the UCs, but the Cal States, but also in workplaces across the state and across this country. Uh, the response has been um, to make those of us at the bottom, students, workers, teachers, what have you, to, to pay and bail out those at the top oh. that continue to profit uh, from, from our labor and, 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 and our work. Um, you know, and and this, is, this is something that's not new. This is something that is a, a longstanding trend. Um, you know, the, the response has been uh, the slogan of shared sacrifice. We're in an economic crisis. Uh, we all have to sort of, you know, sacrifice for the good of all. But the reality is, you know, that uh, we're sacrificing um, for them. You know, right. when they say shared sacrifice, it means that they, those at the top, are sharing our sacrifices. And that's the reality. It's the reality on the UC campuses, at the Cal States, and it's the reality in workplaces across this country. Uh, and what I find inspiring is that uh, we're seeing a very uh, direct response uh, against this this trend to to force us to bail out the system. Uh, we're, we saw it on September 24th on this campus. Uh, we've seen it at the Cal States. At the Cal States, they've been having uh, actions of this kind for some time now. Yeah. Uh, and we're seeing it at workplaces. Workers from New York to Los Angeles to Chicago are, are taking actions into their, to their own hands and saying, no, you know, we're not going to sacrifice so that you can protect your bottom line. And I think, I think that's a basis for sustaining this movement. Especially workers that, whose um, you know, companies have tried to close the factories or whatever, and workers have uh, resisted that. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I, I, th- I think also, I mean, it's, uh, like Dennis was saying, I mean, w- we are in, in an economic crisis, so the impact is, is, is widely felt. Um, but also, um, I think now more and more um, uh, media and, and, and information from the left yeah. if, is, is having a much wider impact, I think, on people. Um, I mean, and not. I mean, here's a plug for. I mean, a, a film that I have no connection with, but just this Friday, Michael Moore's uh, yeah. Capitalism, a love story film came out, uh, and already it's getting really good reviews, really good responses, um, and it's 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 really confirming a lot of people's beliefs. I think, or will once a lot of people get to see it, that 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 this kind of system is is really uh, not benefiting uh, the vast majority of of people uh, the way it could being that this is, you know, we're in the richest country in, in the world and people have no health care. Uh, people, you know, education is very expensive. And once you graduate, there's no guarantee of a, of a job that will let you pay off your student loans. Mm-hmm. So th- there's, um, there's a lot of issues, there's a lot of problems, and there's a lot of resentment, I think, from a lot of people of, of, of what's, what's, what's happening, uh, you know, uh, you know, the f- very few comp- companies year after year, uh, you know, have record record profits. Uh, but meanwhile, you know, we have layoffs here where, 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 you know, we're laying off, you know, dozens, you know, hundreds of families. Uh, students can't afford to come to school anymore. Um, you know, and, and again, there's no guarantee of, of uh, stable employment. So the, the, these issues right now um, through, through, you know, films li- li- like, uh, like Michael Moore's, 
through through sustained efforts by organizations like this one on campus and at other campuses uh, in different cities. I mean, I, th- I think a lot of people are more willing to listen to what the left has to say right now because, you know, this doesn't look like it's going to get resolved yeah. anytime soon. For sure, yeah. Uh, and, and people keep talking about th- this recession getting worse, uh, you know, the, the layoffs getting worse, uh, and just the disparity in, in, in the wealth gap is getting much more severe. So, I mean, if talk about, you know, keeping the momentum going, I think, you know, it, it really has to keep going. And, and uh, more people need to get involved. I mean, once you sort of know that this is happening, then the next step is, well, what can we do about it? And then f- finding those organizations that, that really have sustained with, with keeping the momentum going, uh, you know, really, really being uh, genuine with their efforts to, to really want to, to bring about real change. Uh, and not expecting politicians to do it, despite how sincere they may appear, I think really, um, you know, p- participating and being part of uh, creating something different is what really we really need. And definitely not uh, do not depend on the Obama administration. I mean, they've been bailing out Wall Street and you know friends on, or whatever yeah, from exactly. the old system basically, and um, thinking that it's better to prop up the banks than to give jobs to people. Um, well, thank you. We're gonna uh, we have to end here because I want to play some of the uh, speeches from the rally, uh, hopefully to inspire people also. Well, thank you very much, Dennis Lopez and Raúl uh, Perez, for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. We're gonna uh, continue with this uh, show, and we're gonna play you uh, le- uh, speeches from the rally. And now for. Uh uh, a, a popular treat that it's my honor to introduce Chuck O'Connell from the Sociology Department. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, it's probably going to get worse, so enjoy it right now. A student asked me if I was going to give a rousing speech to fire up people, and I said that wasn't my intent. I wanted to give something a little more thoughtful, but if you need a rousing speech to fire people up, I have a short one-word speech. You're off. Now I'm going to give a longer talk that is not going to let him off the hook, but actually suggest that maybe the problem is bigger and broader than the University of California president. As I read through the printed materials about the walkout, um, and there were two sets of materials, one from the university uh, president's office uh, saying, look, we have a bad crisis, a a budget crisis. There's not much we can do here except uh, lay you off and give you pay cuts and uh, raise fees. Sorry, but you'll have to take it. Our hands are tied. The second set of materials said we do have a budget crisis and it is resolvable, but ultimately it's, it's traceable back to Prop 13. And Prop 13, which is known historically as the Taxpayers' Revolt, back in 1978, put a cap on property taxes. And people who were property owners uh, and facing uh, limited incomes uh, were quite happy with it at the time. But the... the the uh, advice that's offered is we must change Prop 13. And what I would like to suggest is that Prop 13 is a symbol of a national policy. 
It is a symbol of a policy initiated in the 1970s that goes by the name neoliberal economic policy to end the, wealth, the social welfare state as we knew it in the 1940s, 50s, and 60s. It is a notion that there should be less regulation of business and there should be uh, less of a public sector. More of the public sector should be privatized. And what has happened to the UC and what is happening now is part of that process. Prop 13 was a, a major symbol and event in that process, but it alone is not the culprit. There is, seems to be a, a consensus, a bipartisan consensus, I might add, that there is no alternative, that the best system is the privatized one. And before we came to the crisis today, the crisis began to build uh, before that the housing market bubble uh, that we had in the last few years. It began in processes like hiring faculty as contingent labor. You know them as lecturers, okay, with temporary contracts and different salary scales lower than the tenured faculty, justified by various arguments. You saw it in the move to outsource labor. Later on today, you will see people going around with one-sourced shirts on. They don't have union, University of California union jobs. They are outsourced because they're cheaper labor. So these kinds of signs were already present before we had the crisis. Now, much of the suggestions you get in the literature dealing with the crisis seem to end with, let's mobilize on the 24th, let's continue to keep our spirits up, and, and don't forget to write a letter to your state legislature or legislator. And I have a problem with that. The problem is this. It's a little statistic out of uh, political science. It's 75% of campaign contributions nationally come from the business class. The very class that wants to privatize education and destroy it as a public good. And this support, corporate support, is bipartisan. It is bipartisan. So it raises the question, do the, rep do the representatives in the legislature represent you? Or do they represent those who finance their campaigns? If the answer is the latter, then writing a letter to them is a first step, but probably an ineffectual first step, which then leads to the question, where does your power lie? And your power lies, as Fernando suggested earlier, in collective action. And the most powerful collective action that seems to be in your hands at least from my studies of labor history, is the ability, the collective ability, not the singular individual ability, but the collective ability to withhold your labor. And if you don't work, nothing works. But you are not yet at that point. You could be at that point. I just want to end by reminding you that when there was another crisis called the war in Vietnam 40 years ago, in 1970, Nixon invaded Cambodia. Not himself, he sent the army in to do it, thank you. But when he did that on April 30th and got on television and announced his invasion of Cambodia, when everybody thought the war was winding down, 
500 campuses across the nation went on strike. 51 did not reopen for the remainder of the spring quarter because the, unit, the college president said the situation is so volatile the, the, we can't reopen the campus. The professors will just have to give them whatever grades they had going into the strike. It is possible to do this. Whether or not it will happen remains to be seen. And my time is up. Good luck. Our struggle is the same. Here, I, I, I want you to help me out with something. So I'm going to call whose school. Can y'all answer our school? Speaker is talking on behalf of ASUCI. Welcome, Patrick. Good afternoon, UCI. Do I have any ant eaters in the place? Lots of energy today. You know, this is such an unusual way to start the year. You know, walking out of class on the first day of school, that is courageous. And it is worth it. But let me tell you. This is an unusual way to start the year because we are living in unusual times. But before I start off, uh, I want to try something. Every time I say something sad, or something that, that makes us angry, you all put your hand up and say shame. So after I say this is a shame, you raise your hand and say shame. So let's try this, alright? Let's not do the hands over the huh? This year, the state of California has cut our budget by $750 million. This is a shame. No, no hit on Don't worry. So let's try to twist to that. Every time I say something hopeful, we raise our face and say yes. For example, I believe in affordable education. Yes! Alright. You know, you guys are good. We are living in unusual times. That is right. And you are right. This is a shameful time. I mean, if you think about it, we are living in a time where we're facing the most difficult challenges we've ever faced in the history of higher education. I mean, we have students who come here and pay unthinkable amounts of money to attend classes that are full or worse, cut. I mean, I think this is a shame. I'd like to share a few stories with you today. Um, these were stories that happened on campus and most probably are happening across other campuses in the state of California. These stories are really tales that tell us of the odds that we're facing today. The fight. They were a fight. The first story is the story of William, who is actually a really good friend of mine and never failed to inspire me. Um, but uh, he was actually supposed to be an editor this year, but unfortunately his uh, financial aid got cut. And uh, as a result, he won't be able to join us this year as a freshman editor. And to this, I say, this is a shame. The other stories about our professors, our mentors, our inspired figures of campus, who are leaving our campus because our school cannot afford them. The furlough days are restraining them from teaching us the right way, from imparting their knowledge and wisdom upon us. And I think this is a shame. But you know what? Despite the setbacks, despite the challenges that we face every day, that does not mean that there is nothing we can do about it. And us, 
being here today is a testimony that we are willing to bring good change. And to that, I say yes. Yeah. And you know, everybody here has a role to play in this. So, everyone here has a responsibility to make things better. So let's play a little awareness, an awareness game. Can everybody look on the right? And look on the left. And behind you. And in front of you. The people that you're seeing are not just students, with faculty members, staff, professors, but they're people with a responsibility. A people with a responsibility to stay strong, courageous, and most importantly, engaged in times of difficulty. And to that I say yes. yes. So, as students, as faculty members, this is our job to stay involved, to be engaged with student government, to register to vote, to make our voices heard, or just simply care. And to this I say yes. So as a last statement, I'm going to say that, you know, we know that things are tough. You know, things have never been difficult before. But this is our time where we can make history. Where we can bring good change to the things around us. It's tough, but we can go through the tough. And if we can do that, then we can build a community that cares and supports education. And to this, I say... It takes a lot of work to make our university work. It takes academic work, it takes laborers of all kinds. I'm going to welcome AFSME representative and employee uh, Lucio Pacheco. Hola, buenas tardes. Good afternoon. Mi nombre es Lucio Sánchez Pacheco. My name is Lucio Sánchez Pacheco. Vengo a representación de mis compañeros trabajadores que nos dieron ley off. I am representing my co-workers, we got laid off. I have been working in this university for many years. Me he ganado el cheque, dinero, con estas manos, con el de mi frente. I have made uh, my paycheck with these hands, with the uh, sweat of my um, forehead. Ahora me pagan con despido. Now they are paying me, laying me off. Y toda lucha nace de una inconformidad y ahora estoy inconforme con mis compañeros con esta ley off. I am really am happy in my co-workers and I'm happy with the university with this lay off. Sabemos del problema estatal. We know and we understand that uh, there is a state uh, crisis. Pero el problema no es eso nada más, sino lo peor es que el problema lo manejan judos y los ejecutivos muy mal. The problem is not only that, but also that uh, the president judos and the executive are uh, mishandling the situation. Y sabemos que tiene 8.5 millones de dólares we know that they have 8.5 billion dollars that they don't want to use. Que no, que no quieren, que no quieren darlo para, o que no quieren manejar y despiden justificadamente a los trabajadores, estudiantes y profesores. Instead, they are laying off um, workers, um, and they are um, laying off uh, uh, faculties, and they are making the, the students to pay for it. 
Por eso ahora decimos ya basta. signatures over here to the left. Maybe we can get some people out there. Alright, cool. Next person coming up, local president for Q, Diana Sahar. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Diana Sahar and I'm the current president of uh, the Coalition of University Employees, otherwise known as Q, here for Irvine. And I'm here to speak publicly now to convey a significant central fact. A critical economic analysis of market salaries shows that Q has been at least 24% below market rate for many years now. That means we're underpaid 24% right now, and we have been 24% underpaid for a very long time. What this means in our daily lives is that we're not able to buy a house, a car, pay medical bills, go on vacation, Get married, have children, pay for groceries, pay the rent, pay your mortgages, pay for college, and other normal social expectations of living. UC told us directly that they would bring us up to market within 10 years. It is now year seven of 10 years. And this salary reduction and furlough plan that UDOP is proposing will bring us down to over 30% below market. This is, this is a demeaning step backwards, not forwards, into what UC has already promised. Our value as workers should place us above market rate, not below it, because uh, we are highly skilled and we make UC the excellently rated research and educational facility that it is. We are the heartbeat of UC. The faculty and the students keep UC running. We are the heartbeat of UC. We wear many hats in Q. We have dispatchers, child care workers, library assistants, cashiers, and other administrative assistants throughout the university, extending into the medical centers and the hospitals all across the state. We're multitaskers. We have advanced computer and clerical skills, and we assist the faculty and the students in their research. Our expertise is vital to the success of the university. We're 14,000 strong in Q throughout the UC system. Imagine if all 14,000 Q employees were paid at market rate wages. We would be spending that money supporting our state with increased revenues and investing in our local economies in these tough financial times. We all know our local economies need that boost. We desperately need a wage increase. We definitely do not need a wage decrease. UC is proposing decreases in wages, increases in parking, increases in health care, and they want to restart the contributions into the retirement system. UC is bargaining in an impolite manner that speaks of a unilateral decision and descending authority. It is not good faith bargaining. 
UC is proposing 0% wage increases for Q for the next three years. We understand the hard financial times and the state's economic decline. In fact, times are so bad that UC gave the state $200 million. $200 million. That $200 million is more than enough money to cover the cuts that UC President Udoff wants to take from our salaries, from the faculty, from the staff, from the librarians alike. Udoff wants us to believe that there is an extreme financial emergency. <laughs> UC is not reporting to its debtors and lenders that they're having a financial problem. In fact, Moody's upgraded UC to a double A-plus bond rate. That doesn't sound like an extreme financial emergency to me that UDOF reported to the Regents. UC has $5.3 billion in unrestricted reserves to cover this $813 million budget shortfall. The Q Statewide Board has voted to endorse and support UPTI's unfair labor strike in the faculty walkout today. We believe their fight is our fight. We are engaged in a tremendous struggle with UC management right now, and we all need to stick together for the good of all of us. <clears throat> We're working hard to find solutions to this uh, reduction in salary and the furloughs, the threatened layoffs, and the attempt to, on UC's part to unilaterally close the campus over campus. We support the students in their fight against the continuing huge fee increases that are being imposed on them and their families. We're concerned about UC management. They hoard money and they borrow money for buildings and for executive pays, but not for the fundamental purposes of this great education, of this great university, which is to educate the people of California. Our next speaker is Jay Williams, a graduate student in drama and critical theory. Please welcome her. Thank you all so much. Thank you, Fernando and uh, Daniel, and all the people who worked so very, very hard to, to bring this together, and all of you. I'm not going to speak very long. I, um, I am a graduate student in uh, drama and critical theory, uh, and um, uh, I have come to graduate education uh, a bit later in life than a lot of people do, uh, and I say this only to say that uh, I am old enough to remember uh, the marches on Washington because I carried my first sign not unlike these when I was eight years old in wow. Washington so I'm very proud of myself. Yes, um, I come from a family of working class poor laborers and civil service workers, dock workers, you know, people who uh, needed to do everything they could do to stay alive. And how I view today um, is really quite a, quite a a locus of grace because all of us who are here are here making a kind of eye contact and crossing all sorts of what are you know in normal everyday activity kind of these 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 walls and blind spots and boundaries that happen between people um, I'm always looking to make eye contact with and to acknowledge the human beings who labor so hard out there in that park and all over these grounds, cutting this grass and doing all that so that we can have this aesthetic beauty that we have. And so, so there's this 
Yeah, really. So there's this extraordinary um, uh, 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 moment of grace that's happening where all of us uh, come into each other's purview, and 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 may may we all strive to keep each other in that in that purview from from this point forward, because um, these workers uh, tire uh, you know just e endlessly. They work tirelessly to to bring this aesthetic uh, comfort to our our senses, and our professors likewise um, are, are are in education, and particularly public education. They could be teaching in any private university in the country. Um, and, and, you know, heaven help us if they all start jumping ship because they can't afford to stay here. And we're, you know, we're here. So, so um, our professors, our lecturers, um, all of our teachers, our grad student instructors, they all um, bring us a great deal. And, and then, of course, there's us, the, the students who are really um, here trying to get educated and, and do what we can to uh, to go out into the world with this very extraordinary and right now superior public education and in order to, um, uh, to, to do what we can to in turn bring these contribution, our contribution to the world at large. So I just want to say that um, whatever it is that we can do here to get the attention of uh, President Yudof and Governor Schwarzenegger to really rethink this whole process of, of, of getting to education first as a means of um, solving uh, greater problems, I, I ask that we all uh, band together from this point on to do what we can. But I'm just so extraordinarily uh, heartened by all of these bridges being built today and, the, and this locus of grace that we've, we've brought here. Thank you all. Thank you, Jay. We've got students from all over the campus. Like I said, we are resisting as a community. So, let's bring up our next uh, speaker. Her name is uh, Alma Segovia. She is representing the janitors. Hi, thank you very much. Um, like he said, my name is Alma Segovia, and I represent the janitors. They work for the university. But uh, we are subcontractors for ABM. Okay, we are workers that we've been working here for like 25 years, and right now we have a 37 letters layout because the ABM say the university doesn't have enough money to pay. We think this is a very dangerous situation. They ask to clean the labs just once a week. The office we were supposed to clean three times a year. So figure out how dangerous is this, especially in these seasons when the flu is um, here. So this is a dangerous situation, not just for us as Alaska workers. It's a dangerous situation for you as a students, for the teachers, for everybody. So that's why we are here to ask for support. And I think if we together, we can do it. We're here to support you, so we want you to support us too. You know, we don't have enough money. We, we have to pay rent, we have to pay bills, we have to pay a lot of things. Most of the people working two times a day, okay? And when this, like, uh, I, I can't imagine how the people will bring the food to their families, you know? Giving this letter to the people is not giving the letter just for one person. It's giving the letter for the whole family. We are parents. 
sometimes we are single mother like me. I'm a single mother. You know, I have to pay the things for my kids. And having a layup is, is not the way it was to be. I believe it's another way that they can have money. I believe if they really try, you know, lay out for people who's doing the janitor is not right. Okay, so please, we can be together and we be strong and we can do it. Okay, thank you very much. Our next speaker will be uh, Kimberly Clayton. We have some solidarity from local teachers uh, and Newport Mesa. Hi. Um, I'd like to invoke collective action, the phrase collective action again. And I'm here representing the K-12 teachers. Is, has got your back. And Newport Mesa Unified School District has is represented by uh, AFT 1794 and we got your back. We want to know we want to let you know that as kindergarten through 12th grade teachers, we have not forgotten you. We are writing letters and while there are only six of us here today, because we all most of our teachers are in the classroom teaching, we've got all of our, our members wearing blue t-shirts today for you. So we all need to do every little thing that we can do. We're writing letters. We are we are with you and we just wanted to say that we're in solidarity with you today and thank you for letting me let you know that. Some of my students may be out there by the way. Okay, before we bring up our next speaker, faculty, it looks like people are kind of getting antsy, a little bit tired. How about if we do another uh, call and answer thing, yeah? I'll say, they say pay cuts. Yeah, I'll say, or they say cutbacks. Yeah, I'll say, Introducing an assistant professor, the uh, director of uh, the Humanity Center, Catherine Liu. I'm here today because I'm proud to be a faculty member of this great university. And I want to give a special welcome to those of you who are new to UCI. Welcome, freshmen. Welcome, first-year grad students. A public university has a special mission to serve the state of California by making the highest quality education accessible to all qualified Californians. This institution belongs to all of us, and that means you, me, you, when people complain, when people say that public institutions can't deliver products and services in the neoliberal tradition, they don't know what they're talking about because California built one of the best universities in the world as a public institution. Let's keep that in mind and urge our legislators not to squander this fantastic and fabulous legacy. Look around you today. You'll see students, workers, and faculty who have all had a hand in shaping this university. In 40 short years, it has grown into a campus with a formidable national and international reputation. In the UC, it is recognized as one of the most diverse, dynamic, and innovative campuses. Its professors, graduate students, researchers, and lecturers are the best in the world. 
The physical beauty of the grounds is maintained by its groundkeepers. The smooth functioning of operations by countless administrative support staff. It's always cleaned by hardworking janitors. All of these people today are suffering because of the budget cuts. Many of them are threatened with layoffs. More of them will be getting pink slips from your profs, your TAs, your staff in the registrar's office. All these UC workers will suffer even more if the cuts continue. We are all hurting from the financial crisis, and we gather here today to take collective action to urge our leaders, from the state legislatures to Arnold Schwarzenegger, to President Udall, to our own Chancellor Michael Drake, and the EBC Michael Gottfriedson, your ECI, to defend the University of California and the value of legislative lack of vision. Public universities are public investments that should not be privatized and sold off piece by piece to the highest bidder. Abandoned 
area funding public higher education over the past three decades? How can we change these course of events? Find the answers, do it together. It will be harder, but more meaningful if we all work together collectively. Thank you very much. Cool. So some of us are actually trying to organize a, a second action or anything. Once again, there's a petition with demands that they roll back tuition to affordability, that they fund everybody, all, all the graduate students are in good standing to continue. XYZ, please come over here, sign it. <laughs> Bringing up one of our, I guess, last speakers, graduate student from the English department. A lot of you know him. Hopefully you know him. Thems Lopez. Good afternoon, everyone. I want to just thank all the students, undergraduate and graduate students are out here today, all the staff, all the faculty, and especially the workers for coming out and taking a stand today. We're out here to defend public education, to stop the cutbacks, to stop the defunding of social services that we're seeing not only in California, but across this country. We've all heard the numbers, 810 million cut from the UC system, 6 billion for K through 12 schools, 3 billion cut for higher education in general, tuition for undergraduates expected to go up anywhere from 32 to perhaps 50% over the next year, layoffs, furloughs, cuts in services, the list goes on and on, on and on, and this is the reality that we face, and this is why we're out here today taking collective action to stop it. Well, that was uh, speakers from the rally on September 24th, a historic rally that joined together workers, students, staff, and faculty, as well as community people, especially a group from um, a school system in uh, Costa Mesa area. And uh, this is Dan Zhang. Earlier we had uh, two speakers from, two activists from the Student Worker Alliance um, Raul Perez and um, the other person uh, was, uh, um, let me see, <laughs> Raul Perez and also uh, Dennis Lopez, uh, active with longtime activists with the workers, Student Worker Alliance. Uh, this is Dan Zhang signing off for Subversity here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.